The following episode of the Hop Nation USA podcast is brought to you by Tavor. Tavor, a craft beer delivery service that makes it so easy to get a new world-class beer delivered right to your door. This Seattle-based company works with the best independent breweries around the world. Seriously, with Tavor, the ability to choose the beer is the best part. Download their iPhone or Android app today and try it out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. We are here gathered today for episode 37. I am your host, Sam. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Adam and Steve. Now, guys. Yes? How are you today? I'm pretty fine and dandy. Now, see, I did something different in the intro today. How's that? Right? You did? Before we got into any discussion, I actually told our audience who the co-hosts were, mm-hmm. right? Normally I say, I'm Sam, and then I, you know, we chat for a little bit, and then I finally, I don't even think last year I introduced <laughs> you guys, really. Well, no, you so, eventually got to it. Did I eventually get to it? <laughs> yeah. We were able to chime in. <laughs> well, this week I wanted to make sure the audience knew that I was here with both of you guys, as opposed to, you know, all the other podcasts I do with other people, so. Keep- I just got to keep it straight. I mean, I average two to three per day, so. Right. Got to keep that branding. Got to keep everybody's episode could be a new episode or what is it? Everybody's first episode could be something. <laughs> everybody's first episode is their first impression of the show. Fool me once. So we got to <laughs> we got to make sure again. they're always good. <laughs> for those that are uh, you know tuning in for the first time, this is a show about beer. We like to drink beer. Uh, we like to talk about beer, and we also like to drink beer. I don't know if I said that already, but. You know, if not, we like to drink beer on this show. We do and like you, to drink beer. Yes. And, and you know what we're going to do today on this show? I hope drink beer. We're going to drink beer. And we're not going to just drink beer. Well, we are drinking beer, and we're going to talk about beer. But we're going to drink my absolute all-time favorite style of beer. This is a Sam episode. This is, this is, is a, a Sam, Sam episode. heavy episode. It's a Sam heavy episode, so that's why I'm actually glad that I'm here this week again to, uh, you know, be part of it and drink beers that I thoroughly enjoy. So, Sam, admittedly, I wouldn't do this episode if you weren't here because I wouldn't torture myself like this. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> because that would just mean more of this beer that you would have to drink. Yeah, and homie, don't play that. Yeah. Now, now the audience would probably expect you know me to be introducing the theme of this episode because well it's my favorite style of beer but we're going to throw them all a curveball and turn it over to adam <laughs> which it's probably his least favorite style of beer so what the hell we'll let him have the glory of giving the introduction it, it is uh however uh i am going to come into this with an open mind okay Th- this is our ipa episode and not Ooh. only that west coast ipas i think maybe we should be clear that it's IPAs from the West Coast, but not West Coast IPAs. That is a good way of putting it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the three beers that we are uh, trying tonight actually follow along the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah, that's right. Which is the West Coast version of the Appalachian Trail. Nice. Yes. So, I have a couple of tidbits for that. Ooh. If you are interested. Ooh. Not right now, because we got beers to drink. Okay. Yeah, let's wait till we're drinking to give everybody all the facts and figures. Not about. all the facts and figures. <laughs> Just some facts. A few figures. facts and figures. Okay, <laughs> well, tidbits. all the facts and figures that you have on that paper in front of you. <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to get all these nuggets, Just at least. nuggets, yes. I'm hoping for some good hop nuggets <laughs> So we are going, glass. We are going to start down south. Uh-huh. We're going to start in old California. California. Ah, California. Uh, we are going to be drinking the Crown Pleaser okay. Juicy IPA 
Uh, it is a limited release from Wildcard Brewing. Uh, we got this from our friends at Tavor. Uh, this clocks in at 7.1% ABV. Hmm. Yes, yes. Now, here's something that's interesting, which is quite uh, quite nice for me. Yeah. The IBUs. Okay. What are you looking at? A number that I like. Well, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> well, it's one squiggle, and then it's another squiggle, and then those squiggles represent amounts, and that amount is 25 IBUs. That's not too bad. No, no that's not very hoppy. No. Uh, well, this is a juicy IPA, so I think that is somewhat appropriate. Yeah, which is why I kind of corrected you about saying it's a West Coast IPA because West Coast style isn't usually juicy. I'm, ex I'm expecting juicy and hazy like a New England style. I, I would expect a lot of haze on this one as well. Yeah. So let us crack this open and let's find out. So while Adam's pouring the beer, since this is an IPA episode, for those that might be new to the Hop Nation, uh, Pop Nation USA podcast, IBU stands for International Bittering Unit and is a measurement of how bitter the beer is going to taste. So the higher IBU, the more bitterness you're going to get. The lower IBU, uh, the smoother and less bitter it will be. So just a little tidbit of information for those that may have not heard us mention that before. It's also usually an indicator of how much hops are in the uh, brewing process. They yeah. are used in the brewing process. And with this particular one, we get hops from both America and New Zealand. Okay. Excellent. I have no idea what kind. Okay. <laughs> I just know that they're from America and New Zealand. All right. So hopefully the Kiwis know what they're doing. It's actually on the can here, Hoss. Nah, it's not. You're lying. No, uh, the Citra Amarillo and the one from New Zealand would be the Moteca. No, never heard of them. Moteca? Moteca. No, what was, what was that first one you said? Citra the and Citra. Amarillo. Which I'm Citra. sure you've heard of. Citra. No, never heard of it. Sorry. I got nothing. <laughs> All right. So we got this beer here, and it is looking like it needs to be drank. But first, the color, the look, well, the feel. It's got, that, it's got that hazy straw like I was expecting. Damn it. It, it definitely <laughs> does, and it has some good head retention. But I will say, and we'll get into this later in the show, it's not nearly as hazy as one of the more popular styles these days, the New England style IPA. No, it actually isn't as orange, it doesn't look like orange juice. Right. So I was upset at you, Steve, because you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. That's hazy straw. That's exactly that's what I was going to go for. <laughs> so I guess that you could consider that a pretty apt description if you and I both had that in our heads. Yeah. Head, uh, nice, fluffy white. Yeah. Uh, sticks around for a little bit. Almost uh, like a Hefeweizen. A little bit, a little bit. It doesn't have that, that big cloud you know, cloud head to it. No. But it is a nice white head. Uh, sticks around a little bit. What do you think on the on the smell? Sam, I'm going to go to you on this one. I mean, you can definitely smell the citra hops, that's for sure. I'm getting some grapefruit notes, uh, for sure. Uh, it smells juicy and fruity, and it smells like a damn fine IPA, in my opinion. Well, let's find out. Yeah. The only one true way to find <laughs> out. Hmm. No, I like that. Now that is flavorful. The immediate thing that was rushing through my head as I took my first sip is wondering how bitter the beer was going to be because at 25 IBUs, that's not that typical of an, of an IPA. Usually they're up around 50 or 60. And right. You can definitely taste this is much calmer uh, than many of the IPAs, especially a lot of the IPAs that I like to drink. Yeah, definitely a lot calmer. It's really, it's I wouldn't say smooth, but it is no. a easy drinker and... 
I can definitely see myself having a lot of these. This is this is more of a summertime thing, but I really like it. And you can taste the hops in here for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. So they are there. They so, seem and they <laughs> stick around too. Being this is called the crowd pleaser, and Sam and I obviously already like this. I think it's time now to go to Adam <laughs> and find out does this really please the entire crowd? <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> wow, what a shocker. Oh, well, oh, well I, I will say this. This is definitely what I would consider a gateway IPA okay. or, or a gateway PA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it You definitely get the the notes of an IPA. Um, it, it leads you into it, but it doesn't punch you in the mouth like I've had with other IPAs. Um, it, it just, my general disdain has led me to not particularly like this beer yeah um however with my open mind if i'm going in looking at just the style yeah i got no problem with it okay yeah if i if i'm staying in that silo of ipas not bad okay. not bad at all fair enough i would i would say in terms of all of the ipas that i've drank I, I would certainly rank this in the top half of them i mean this this reminds me a lot of the Founders All Day IPA. Mm -hmm. It's juicy, you can taste the hops, it's not overpowering. Now that one is a session IPA, so it's much lower in ABV, but it, I, I, I can't taste any booziness which, in here. Which is what I really like about this one. This is, it's a little bit bigger mm -hmm. being that it's 7%, but it's so easy drinking. I, mm -hmm. could, I could definitely see where somebody could get in trouble with this beer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> this one. If somebody is a, is a hop head, I, I could definitely see somebody crushing a couple of these. Yeah. So we'll probably talk about this more in segment two, but I just want to get it out there. I'm pretty sure that this one probably takes advantage of using lupulin in the process of making this beer. That's why it comes out hazy. And Citra and Amarillo are two of the hops that are currently being used mostly in mm. lupulin powder production. So I think that's probably playing heavy into this Wait. one which it which is why it doesn't have such high ibus gotcha yeah gotcha that's why right, that's what i was trying to get to okay like, all right uh, uh, lupulin provides a lot of uh, aroma and flavor mm -hmm. without putting the bitterness up there which i this one does really well so i know we're getting into it more later but you got it you got it you got to tell the crowd you got to tell the audience now what is lupulin so if you ever looked at a hop though it the hop by itself as a cone it can be opened up and you can pull the petals back on the flower and everything and you can see like a little yellow resin uh lupulin is the concentrated version of that resin okay yeah and the, and that's where usually where all of the flavor and aroma comes from from a, you know from hops it's being separated from the cone and just used by itself as a powder so it's removing all the vegetation and everything interesting normally you know as home brewers we get the we get the green pellets and everything mm -hmm. And like those are just crushed up hops, you know, right? And it still has ve vegetation to it. And the lupulin's in there. The lupulin's in there, yeah. but they're coming around to the point where that you can get just plain lupulin powder or lupulin pellet. So if all the lupulin is being used in the craft beer, mm -hmm. who's running the chocolate factory? <laughs> it's not Oompa Loompa Loom. <laughs> you asshole! Wow! 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 You know, it's interesting. You see, you, we're starting to see a lot of beers too that have been brewed with lupulin powder. Mm -hmm. Notice how I said we weren't going to get into this, and now we're totally getting right, yeah. into it. But that's okay. That's what this show's about. Just kind of going with the flow. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Might as, well, might as well talk a little bit more about it. But yeah, it, it it's becoming more prevalent, and especially for IPAs, and especially for flavoring, and especially in the New England IPAs. 
because again because it, it, it comes in a powder form it doesn't have to be filtered out mm-hmm. that's why you see these dank ipas that are, that look like orange juice because it's just unfiltered lupulin I love the word dank. I think that's a great way to describe a beer, but I feel like it's now almost being overused in the beer community. It totally is. <laughs> you see that at every craft brewery you go to. They all describe their IPAs as dank. It's like, well, hold on a second. Like, they can't all be dank. <laughs> if everything is dank, then nothing is dank. Then nothing is dank. <laughs> I like the Grisshouse Make America Dank Again. Now, that was a dank beer. That was a double IPA. That was a dank beer. <laughs> and I don't know if you had it, Adam, but you would nope. hate it. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, you would have hated that one. So and not, I, and not just because you're a Hillary supporter, but because you don't <laughs> like IPAs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did vote for it. We're not going to get into that conversation. No politics on this show. That's right. That was a, that was a, for a simple chuckle. I had no <laughs> idea who you voted for. Simple chuckles, moving on. That's right. <laughs> Arrogant bastard wants your t-shirt. Wants what? What? Arrogant bastard wants your t-shirt. My t-shirt? Yes. What, the one I'm wearing now? No. I was going to say, that's no. an old English hoodie. Yeah, I'm wearing oh, an old English hoodie. <laughs> Ain't nobody want that. <laughs> I wanted it. It's mine. That eventually is going to have to be put in a nice big frame. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, signed. By who? I don't care. By me. <laughs> I mean, one day it's going to be famous. <laughs> I, there may only be one of these in production, and it might be mine. And then you'll be the naked and famous once you give that up. Hooray. Yay. Music joke, I think. <laughs> I think I got it. Maybe possibly. so. Uh, arrogant brewing. Yeah. Uh, out of arrogant Cal- bastard. Right. Well, Stone. 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 No. 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 They are a spinoff of Stone. Okay. They spun off in 2015. Oh. There is a, a spinoff called Arrogant Brewing. Oh. Okay. Yes. 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 And don't worry. I had a little confusion myself when I was reading this article. Oh, okay. Okay. But they are. They have recently started a program. Where if you have a t-shirt from any of the breweries that have been taken over by AB InBev or Heineken or any of the big bastards, yeah, you send it to them, they'll send you a free t-shirt. Oh. Are you kidding me? I would never do such a thing, Sam. <laughs> that? Okay. We're not about jokes on this podcast. <laughs> First off, the first thing that went to my head is... We've all been to those bars where you see the Bud Light girls, and they're giving out those shitty extra-large Bud Light t-shirts that right. you pretty much just use to dust your house or clean your car. Yeah. I'm going to get a bunch of those, and they're all going to uh, Stone. Or no, not to Stone. Excuse me. Arrogant. And I'm going to get a bunch of free swag. See, I don't think that's the way it's supposed to work. But that's what that's what just played out in my mind. I know that's I can, what just I can get all yeah. of this for free, Adam. <laughs> but what, all free. What they're doing is if you have a t-shirt from one of the breweries that, breweries that has been, why do I want to put this, enveloped or... Bought out. Bought out, yeah. Just bought out. <laughs> yeah, well, I was trying to get fancy. I no, get don't fancy. get fancy. <laughs> just say if you, ha- if you have a fucking Goose Island t-shirt that exactly. you don't want anymore. Goose Island, Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Uh, Elysian. Any of those that have been bought out by AB and Bev, you don't want to support them anymore. Right. Send that t-shirt to California. They'll send you one back of an actual craft brewery. And what they're going to do is one of two things. Okay. They're either going to donate them all to charity. Okay. Or they're going to collect them all and then send them to AB InBev in one giant box. Eh, I, uh, say, I say charity. I'm okay with charity. I say the latter. <laughs> Let's just send all these shirts back and be like, we don't want these. <laughs> Take these and, back. And let AB InBev give them to charity. You've, that's you funny. deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the old Mitch Hedberg joke. Here, you throw this away. <laughs> It's not that I don't support charity. I, I donated right. actually two large garbage, ba- garbage bags of clothes last night to Goodwill. So. Oh, nice. I did my charity for the year. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you finished that with 
of clothes and not just two garbage bags to charity. <laughs> it's like, ah, I Here. really need these for my garbage cans, Here's but I suppose I can spare two garbage bags for Goodwill. You guys take pizza boxes? <laughs> <laughs> With crust? <laughs> I gave them my garbage bags. The, the garbage bags were also full of garbage. It's like, yeah, you root through these. Jeez. I don't want to. I, I don't think there's anything good left in here. There's something good in here. Gotta be. <laughs> okay. Well, so that's pretty cool. So uh, if y'all got t-shirts you need to get rid of, yeah, do it to it. Arrogant Brewing. I have a Goose Island shirt and a Goose Island hoodie from Migration Week last year. And I don't even care that they're owned by ABM Bev. The shirts are too awesome to get rid of, so okay, they're, that's, they're, that's, they're sticking with me. I'm just telling you, you have that option. Yeah, there's some I would probably get rid of, but some I wouldn't. I think if I had any devil Devil's Backbone stuff, it'd definitely be out the house. <laughs> yeah, I'd get rid of that. Do you mean the Vienna Lager Lager? Yes. Vienna yeah, Lager? I've never been. After the Vienna Lager Lager. <laughs> I don't want any of their shit. I've never had anything I was impressed by them. <laughs> I Okay, so I've never had anything that I was impressed by them with. However. However, I had something this week that is absolutely goddamn awful. <laughs> See, you're cursing on this show. I am cursing. Don't you cuss on this in radio. I use the cussing words. <laughs> no FCC over here, yo. <laughs> Same, just so you know, that was a Smokey and the Bandit reference. Oh, please. I've never seen that movie. How have you so never seen app- Smokey and the Bandit? So I, app- I appreciate No, I, I, I totally get that you would never have seen Smokey and the Bandit. I appreciate you explaining that to me because I never would have got it. How? That is that is sad that you've never seen Smokey and the Bandit. It's sad that I haven't seen a lot of things, but that's that's another podcast. It's Are the movie Sam hasn't seen podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We got thousands of episodes there. Yeah, you do that on your own. I yeah. don't want to be. Yeah, I don't want to go back to all the movies that I've already seen. That yeah, you it's going to be raw and unedited. I'm going to record just a podcast on my iPhone and just upload it to iTunes. That's fine. I need the Diablo sandwich and a Dr Pepper. I'm in a goddamn hurry. <laughs> uh, fuck! I love that one. I'm in a goddamn hurry. But anyway, back so to what, you mad? <laughs> so you mad what I was mad about them. Yeah. Um, back to why Steve was mad. I, f- I ran into a situation where fool me once, shame on you, and you can't fool me again. <laughs> uh, there is a brewery in Ohio. Okay. And they're called the Wild Ohio Brewery, and they brew gluten free beer tea. <sighs> It's really kombucha. <laughs> that sounds like they're trying too hard. They definitely are. <laughs> okay. All right. So Where are they out of? Do you have any idea? Um, they're actually out of Columbus, Ohio, and they brew out of the uh, Four Strings Brewing Facility. Okay. What they brew is just total shit. <laughs> so, so the first So the first one I saw, like, we've talked before on this show about Oryx Brewing mm-hmm. and down in Emsworth. Yes. Emsworth, Swickley, in that area. On 65. Uh, yeah, however you want to call it. For those in the know. Uh, but Oryx is a gluten-free specialty brewing mm-hmm. facility, and they brew good beer. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I saw this Wild Ohio a couple months ago, and it was a, it was a cranberry, and it, I just wanted to give it a try to see, you know test it out. And it was probably one of the worst things I've ever drank. <laughs> now, well, that's saying something. It is. It is literally one of the worst things I ever drank. I've seen you drink malt duck. Yeah, well, I drank malt duck. Malt duck's weird. It is this weird. Is, this is just awful. <laughs> malt duck is weird. This is just awful. And it it tasted like like watered-down Franzia. Ugh. That's what it tasted like. And I just figured maybe it was because, like, I'm not a big fan of cranberries to begin with, you know. I just figured, okay, maybe this is uh, a wash. So earlier this week, I found another one by them, and it was a bourbon cherry. 
Now that sounds really good. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds. I'll give these guys another try. Exactly. That's. I'm. Hey. I. We. I've given Evil Twin chance after chance after chance, <laughs> and they still stay on the table somehow. Somehow. They. They got one, but. Uh, I figured one could just be bad because I don't like cranberry. So I'm going to try something bourbon and cherry. Those are two flavors I really enjoy, especially outside of the craft beer world. Right. I love bourbon and cherry things. I give this a shot. It's the same goddamn watered down <laughs> Franzia. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Same product, different name. Like there, so there is no ABV on the can, which is like that. That tells me that they're either trying to hide that it's like two percent mm-hmm. or whatever. But I've looked it up on Untapped. Apparently, it's like nine percent. What the hell? But what? I didn't. I didn't feel any of that. I felt not buzzed at all. I feel like that's a lie. That's got to be a misprint. Maybe somebody just made that up because they couldn't find out what it actually was. It, it very well could be. I mean, you drink a nine percent beer, you're not going to be drunk, but you're going to you're going to start getting a little feel toasty. It. You're right. going to feel yeah. it for sure. Right. It's just how our bodies work. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel shit. This was just watered down box wine. It was awful. Like it doesn't taste like tea. It doesn't taste like beer. <laughs> just disappointment. It, it sounds like it didn't taste like bourbon or cherry. It just tasted awful. Sorry, dude. This is a warning to anybody <laughs> in the wild Ohio distribution distribution area. Don't. Don't. Go to Oryx. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oryx makes actually good beer. I've yet to find a good replacement. or Well, not a replacement per se, but a good, just kind of contemporary. Right. You know? They have no equal right now. They have no equal, but they also, I can't get them in bottles and cans. You can. You can get them in bottles. They bottle. Or oh, now bottles, yes. Are they distributed anywhere? House of Brews. Oh, yeah, House you, of Brews. You can yeah. find them oh. around. They're at um, Bellevue Beer, too. Okay. See, I, I just haven't yet to see them, mm-hmm. but I see this Wild Ohio stuff all the time. See, that's weird, because I've never seen Wild Ohio. Well, it's in Ohio. Right. <laughs> you got to go to Ohio to get, <laughs> to get it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of breweries in Ohio. That I know there's a lot of breweries. You can get here, so that wasn't yeah. really that out of the question. Yeah. I'm just saying, I've, I've shopped in Ohio many times for beer. I've never seen it. Yeah. I don't recall seeing it. But I, I don't like kombucha. I don't like tea beers. I like beer that is meant to be beer. Well, see, here, that's the other thing. The cans always say beer tea. Hmm. So it, it doesn't say kombucha. It says beer tea. So I'm thinking it's something else yeah. than kombucha. And I obviously because, so the cranberry one I did pick up said it was 5%. And I was like, oh, that's way higher than kombucha. But it was also shit. So, But then they're saying this one's 9%, and that's way, way higher than most kombuchas, which are like 2 to 4%. So I, I just don't know what you're supposed to get out of this drinking experience, though. <laughs> What's the point? What's the point? Like, just drink box wine. It's way higher in ABV. You'll definitely feel it. And probably <laughs> oh, cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely cheaper. Yeah. You'll feel it that night and once again in the morning and probably the rest of the second day. So what do you guys think of this beer? The Crowd Pleaser, uh, the Juicy IPA by Wild Card Brewing out of Redding, California. Not Redding, Pennsylvania. Mm. There's two Ds. Ah, this is R-E-D-D, not R-E-A-D. Correct. Ah. Redding, okay. California. California. What do you guys think? Sam, what are your thoughts on this beer? I know you're you're kind of the, the guy on this one. Yeah, so here's here's my thoughts on this beer, and I want to preface this by saying I probably, of the three of us, consistently drink the most IPA. It's my go-to beer at a bar, and I'm always looking for something I haven't had. And I've had good IPAs, I've had bad, bad IPAs, so I feel like I've really drank the spectrum, and so I have a good handle on, you know, if, if an IPA is actually worth drinking and 
you know, worth worthy of my recommendation, let's say that. <laughs> Not to sound too snooty there, but, you know, I feel like this is really my episode, so I have to embrace it. Of, of the three of us, I will bestow that, you know, if you're giving an IPA the seal of approval, it's a good sign. Yeah. Right. But it's also a good sign if Adam gives an IPA the seal of approval because that, he that hates That might them. be a better sign. Right. Right. If I say something about an IPA, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like IPAs. I, well, that's the thing. I like them, but I don't love them like you do. Yeah. And I definitely don't hate them like Adam does, so yeah, it doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> so, what do you have to say, Sam? I mean, look, the more I drink this, the the honestly, the better it gets. This is a smooth, slightly bitter, hop-prevalent IPA. And to me, that means I could drink a number of these cans. This is enjoyable. It's flavorful. And to me, this is a refreshing IPA. There are IPAs that I enjoy that are so hop-forward uh, that I can really only have one or two of them, and I could really not have them with a meal or food because it wouldn't pair nicely. But this, I could sit down with pretty much any food I can think of right now, enjoy this beer, uh, great flavor, great hop profile. I, I, I really like this. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, it's definitely uh, you know in the top half of the IPAs I've ever ever drank. So you know, kudos to Wildcard Brewing from Redding, California. I've never heard of you, and I have no idea where Redding is. But you know, what the hell? You brew good beer, so maybe I'll make a stop out there. Someday. I think it's in the middle of the state. Might sure. be. I, no, I'm, I'm serious. Sure. I believe it's in the middle okay. of the state. Sure. I'll, I'll believe you on that one. Okay. Um, so I'll go just because my opinion doesn't matter that much <laughs> compared to the other two. But, uh, uh, yeah, because I'm just going to agree with what Sam said. <laughs> like, it, it's it's a smooth, easy drinker. And like Sam said, you don't even have to pair it with a meal. This one is, you know, like you said, it's kind of like the Founders All Day IPA that you can just drink a bunch of on its own. And it's fine. Yeah. And, and, like, that's how I feel like I would approach this one. I could definitely see taking this to a tailgate if I had a sixer. One one thing that I will say, and I actually just drank a bunch of these on on Friday night, a beer that if you're listening to the show and you're in the Pittsburgh area, you can't get this beer. Like we said, we got it from our friends at Tavor, but try the Hazel Delic Juice Grenade. Uh, it's uh, an IPA from Grist House Brewing, and it is it tastes incredibly incredibly similar to this beer. It's juicy, it's slightly hazy, it's got a great hop flavor, but it's not overpowering. So if you're looking for something comparable in this area, try the Hazel Delic Juice Grenade from Grist House. You will not be disappointed, and you can also get that now in 16 ounce cans. Hmm. So if you so I mean I guess you could get the crowd pleaser off Tavor. And then compare it to the juice grenade. You could do that. Absolutely. If you're in Pittsburgh. If you're outside of Pittsburgh, you can't get the juice grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Tough nuts. Tough nuts. All right, Adam. Okay. Thoughts? Final uh, thoughts? Um, I was wrong. Yeah? I was wrong. You started to enjoy this more? No, Redding is in Northern California. <laughs> <laughs> Good no, one. Uh, it ain't bad. It ain't bad. Uh, if I'm able to understand that, yes, this is an IPA and I stay in the IPA lane... It ain't bad. Okay. It ain't bad. If I had to drink an IPA, I wouldn't have a problem drinking this one. Fair enough. Yeah, that's good enough. I, I would, that so it, with that in mind, I think that is that is high praise in and of itself. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, given some of the IPAs you've shitted shit on during the show. Yeah. I want to get I want to get to break as quickly as possible right now because you got to go take a pee. Well, no, I don't have to pee. But look, when we come back for segment two in the next segment, we're drinking another IPA, Had so it's going to be about, great. About fifteen Dr. Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> that was Forrest Gump, by the way. That I know. All right, Dude, that's, that's, one from the, that's from the nineties, man. That I've seen all the nineties movies. All right. So anyhow, we'll take a break. We're coming back with more IPAs. We're working our way up the. 
the West Coast, and we'll try something, I believe, from Oregon next, so stay tuned. Uh, it's something new for all of us. Hey, everyone. Check this out. There's a Seattle-based company called Tavor that enables the discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. Tavor gets the best independent beer from literally all around the world, such as Denmark, New Zealand, Belgium, and of course, everywhere in the U.S. The app is incredibly simple to use, and you get some ridiculously good beers delivered right to your door. Hop, 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 hop. Here comes the Easter Bunny, gentlemen, and he is here with his basket of goodies, but no eggs for us in November. We have not even gotten the Christmas. What are you <laughs> instead, what are you doing? instead, he has a big 16.9 ounce fresh hopped IPA for us to enjoy. I don't know why or how he got in here because your front door is not open and you don't have a chimney. Is that is that <laughs> but what the, the Easter Buddy has just delivered this beer for us, hopping along? Is that what he does in his off season? He delivers hoppy beers. Yes. So he's he, the <laughs> he's the beer bunny more than the Easter Bunny. So did he just sort of start working for like Grubhub, <laughs> but for hoppy beers? Seamless Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The so br what, the Brew Bunny is what they call him. The Brew Bunny. Actually, that's his app. You can download that Brew Bunny. Brew yeah. Bunny, but it's spelled B R U B N N Y. Brew Bunny. Yeah, Brew Bunny. Burberry? Patent pending. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with Burberry. 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 Beer money. Or Blueberry, the podcast hosting service. <laughs> That's what happens when you start taking vowels out. Everything is confusing. Hey, I don't even know what this app is anymore. <laughs> All right. What 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 this uh what this beer buddy bring us? So uh, what has been brought to us by the Brew Bunny, also known as Tavor, <laughs> is a Fresh Hop IPA from Double Mountain, known as the Killer Lion. And it's got a sweet psychedelic label here. That is a pretty sweet looking label. It is a sweet I looking label. It. It's quite psychedelic. You would think that, that would be from Colorado. Right. You would think. But I mean, Oregon's legalized too, so it's cool. True. <laughs> but uh, I think as much as Adam likes this label, he's going to hate the beer. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> because it is a 7.8% alcohol, which, I mean, you don't hate that, but... It is 82 IBUs. That is stupid. Four times as, as many as the last one. Yes. And we are looking at Citra and Mosaic hops. Fresh. So where does this beer come out of? It is coming from the Double Mountain Brewery out of Hood River, Oregon. Hood River, Oregon. And that's like middle of the state, east of Portland. All right. So that is the second of three states. Uh, along the Pacific Crest Trail. We are working our way up the coast. Soon we're going to be in Canada. Did you know <laughs> that the Pacific Crest Trail uh, goes 2,659 miles from the Mexican-American border? Yeah, we knew that. Pour the beer. To the American-Canadian border in British Columbia. How about that? There you go. Did you also know uh, that it is almost the last fact that I have about the Pacific Crest Trail? That's fine. Keep citing them off as I pour the beer. I got one more. Okay, I got one more for you. Uh, the Pacific Crest Trail was started uh, and developed in the 1960s, but it was not fully completed until 1993. Oh, that's weird. It's not even like a Spanish mission type thing? Right. Well, I believe what it was is there were a bunch of trails that kind of interconnected, yeah. and then they were finally able to bridge the gap on all these little trails to finally go from Mexico to Canada. So this is kind of like... A callback to episode eight when we were talking about that uh, the the one trail that runs between those three breweries that brewed the Unreal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So is that part of that? I have no idea. Okay. 
So look that up. You think I'm actually going to do that kind of research? Got to make the episodes connect. <laughs> Continuity, man. Continuity. Yeah, that's right. Let's so look at this until, yeah, until I, I say, say otherwise. It. Yes. <laughs> Let's look at this some bitch. Mm-hmm. Clear. Yes. Now this is a much more clear beer. Mm-hmm. This uh, is borderline VFW beer. This this is more it's gold, a little darker. Golden it is. in color though, like a golden orange yeah. hue to it. Now that is why I would consider it a borderline VFW beer. It's certainly not, you know, a light light beer. But if it was sitting on the bar, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna find the killer line fresh off IPA and BMW. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit darker. Uh, head retention's pretty good. It's phasing away. Yeah, phasing away. Mm -hmm. Pretty good though. Now the smell on this is not as strong. No, it really isn't. You can smell the hops. I can smell almost. They're there. Th they're there. Yeah. They're but there. the last, the last one, the citra hops were like popping out of the top of this glass. Whereas yeah. This one, you kind of had to take a longer, slower sniff to get them pop, pop. At least I did. And again, maybe it's more that there's more mosaic hops in this one. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. And again, as we were talking about in uh, the segment one, lupulin is lends itself a lot to aroma. And maybe because it says right on the bottle, the, uh, the killer line is brewed with fresh hop leaf. So maybe that's why we're not getting as much on the aroma. But let's see what we get on that's the possible. taste. That's possible, yeah. Let's, let's dive in. Let's go. That's pretty good. You know, this is interesting to me, because although I like the taste, I'm almost getting a more malty flavor on the back end. I almost feel as if this beer is less hoppy than the last one, even though the IBUs are, what did we say, three, four times as high. I don't know. I'm getting I, I'm getting a lot more of a bitter back end. As am I. And that's that's uh, my complaint, because originally I was a little bit kind of surprised on on the amount of maltiness that is involved in this beer. Yeah. And then the bitterness showed up. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is way malty up front. It is. Uh, it, and and the the bitterness just pops in about halfway through. Yeah. And then it overtakes. That, yeah, that's the way it's going for me. Yeah. Now I had, I mean that's not a bad thing for me, but <laughs> right. it, it, it's like it just kicked the maltiness out of the wheelhouse and said, I'm in charge now. Right. This almost tastes more like an ESB, an English style bitter, than it does an IPA to me. Yeah, the hoppiness is fresh, but it definitely has that more malty bitterness. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting a lot of malts on the background. I don't know if maybe maybe my glass is different than yours. Maybe <laughs> stuck a little bread in here or something. Well, I mean, it is an unfiltered IPA as well, so I don't know. Maybe it changed a little bit. <laughs> See, that's weird though that it would be unfiltered because you look at this beer and it's incredibly clear. Maybe no, it's that good beer. I mean, I'm, be... I'm expecting a whole bunch of shit at the bottom of this bottle, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> All right, so I mean, we're talking IPAs, so I guess maybe we should get more into what it, what IPA really is. Okay. And I think we can start with what IPA stands for. Like, yeah. it, it's something general knowledge, but I think we can get into what it stands for. Mm -hmm. uh, so IPA is the International Phonetic Alphabet, and it's what you find in dictionaries um. that will provide like the pronunciation of words. It was created by a French and English Wait. linguist back in the 19th century, and it was based off the Latin alphabet to provide... What, is something wrong? Yeah. Huh. Um, that's, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong that, one? That's the one nobody cares about. That's the wrong one. This is the wrong podcast. See, you're, you're, no, no, you <sighs> horse's ass. <laughs> I think we should all stop doing so many podcasts. We all have so many podcasts, we cannot keep anything straight. Now, here we are trying to talk about IPAs, and you're bringing up the alphabet. Ah, uh, that was for my yeah. other podcast, Grammar Town USA. Ah! Damn it. So, Take uh, me to Grammar Town. Uh, IPA <laughs> actually stands for stupid. 
No, that's wrong too. India Pale Ale. <laughs> that that's from the podcast called Adam's Head, <laughs> starring Stupid. me. That one's not on iTunes because nobody would listen. Okay, well, so maybe some people. It's listen. in my tunes. <laughs> All right, Sam. My be- tunes, iTunes. Sam, being that like you're the IPA guy, why don't you tell us what IPA really stands for? All right, it stands for India Pale Ale, and these beers, as as we know, generally have a very large hop profile. They tend to be more bitter. They tend to be uh, brewed with a larger dose of hops. And what's nice about the IPA is that you can have so many different flavors of IPA and so many different styles based on the hops that you use. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about uh, you know the IPA and some of the different styles, some of the different terms that you might hear when someone describes what an IPA is. So we're not we're going to skip over all the history of the IPA and how it came to be. That's my favorite part. Yeah, I know, but I don't, I don't want this to turn into a history lesson. I just want people to be aware of when they go to a bar and they say, "All right." Here's a West Coast IPA versus an East Coast IPA versus a double IPA versus a session IPA. I want you to become familiar with all this terminology and what it means, so that way if you order one of those styles of beer, you'll know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, I mean, IPAs are getting pretty damn crazy with all their little tags and and silliness. Like You don't see that with a whole lot of other styles. You don't see lagers getting too crazy with that. You don't see stouts. Usually, if there's something attached to a stout, it's just like an ingredient. Correct. Like chocolate stout <laughs> or mint stout. It's not West Coast. <laughs> West, West, West Coast, Coast versus West Coast, Coast. West Coast unfiltered <laughs> stout. <laughs> Triple Belgian stout. Just like me, a regular ass stout. <laughs> All right. So first, we're going to drop the West Coast IPA because this is really the first one to to really be prevalent in the US and this was invented in surprise surprise California California a state on the West Coast and this style of IPA really takes its inspiration from you know some of the traditional British IPAs mixing that with hops that were grown right here in America and an easy way to remember the West Coast style is by the big C Right, so there's a lot of hops that start with C, and California brews with the majority of them. So some of the big ones that we've talked about on the show, and that you'll hear uh, quite frequently in the home brewing world, citra hops, which yeah. have been in both of the beers we're drinking here today, Cascade hops, Chinook hops. Those are the ones that Adam really hates because they taste like pine pine cones. <laughs> <laughs> very much so, yes. But what this is going to do is this is going to give a very large citrus aroma uh, to the beer. It's going to you know taste taste citrus. You're going to get those notes of grapefruit, of orange, and, you know, it's not going to be as dry as like an ESB, the English style bitter that I mentioned. It's not going to be as dry as something you might get um, on the East Coast, but they are going to be somewhat bitter. So around, you know, 60 to 80 IBUs is, is pretty normal. That's what they're generally brewed with. So I was actually very surprised when we saw that that first beer had only 25 IBUs because that's very uncharacteristic of the West Coast IPA. Right. But with the the big citra hop profile that it was that it was bringing with it, it it did taste like you know what you would expect. Yeah, and uh, most of the hops you already listed off, and all the ones that have the big C are usually high alpha, mm-hmm. which is what lends to that all that bitterness. Absolutely. So. So we have the West Coast IPAs. Now, we're going to travel all the way across the country, and we're going to go into the East Coast IPAs. The big difference between the West Coast and the uh, East Coast IPAs, where you might think it's different hops, and a lot of times it might be, but the thing is, the real difference is the yeast, okay? Mm-hmm. 
in California and on the West Coast, these brewers are generally using a more flavorless yeast uh, because they want uh, the beer to really pull out some of those hop aromas and some of those flavors. Where on the East Coast, they're using a more let's say complicated uh, strain of yeast and that's going to produce different smells, different flavors and that's around how the yeast actually uh, you know, ferments the sugar and what you're going to get out of an East Coast IPA is something a little less a little less harsh I want to say. You're, you're going to taste some more fruits, more bananas, more tropical notes and the beers are generally going to be uh, a little less bitter. And a subset, as I mentioned earlier on the show, of a beer that's actually really popular right now is a New England style IPA. And, you know, these beers are very cloudy. Uh, they're very flavorful because they're generally unfiltered and incredibly hazy. So, I think, Adam, when you're thinking about beers, the ones that you really hate, the West Coast IPA, you know, those, those are the beers that are going to be citrusy, going to be incredibly hoppy, going to be piney. Some of those flavors that you don't generally like, whereas an East Coast might be a little bit more tame. Now, that being said, there's plenty of beers out here that I'm sure you don't like as well. But, <laughs> you know, I think you would be more receptive to an East Coast. That sounds a little bit closer to the styles you enjoy than something all the way out on the West Coast, which is all the beers we're drinking on the show today. So if there was a particular IPA sub-style of beer to try to get somebody into the IPA genre, what substyle would you use? What would you recommend? Hmm, that is a great question. That's why I asked you. <laughs> what would I recommend? What, do you, what would be your gateway PA? Well, I, I mean, for me, I definitely wouldn't, I don't think I would jump to a West Coast IPA. Like those are usually pretty big and pretty hoppy. And when you're thinking of those kind of beers, like the first two breweries that pop to mind mm. for me for West Coast IPAs are Green Flash. Yeah. They have the name West Coast IPA. Right. Oh, um, yeah. And Stone. Those were the first two that I would yeah, think of, Those too. were the first two that yep. popped to mind. And, like, I like them, <laughs> but those are, <laughs> <laughs> those are not for everybody. They are not. <laughs> So you're, you're probably going to think I'm completely off my rocker when I say this, mm -hmm. but if you can find one, I would, I would say that you should try a triple IPA. Okay. Now, when we say triple IPA, we generally think, all right, this is a big beer. It's about as hoppy as you could possibly get. But what I've found with the triple IPAs that I've drank in the past, that there's generally, they do have a hop flavor, but they're also very malty um, because they range between usually 12 and 15% uh, right. ABV. So there's also a lot of malt um, in there as well, and they tend to turn out... As, like more like a Belgian style of ale, like a Belgian triple. And, and yeah, you're gonna have some, some hop flavor. There's definitely a hop profile there, uh, but you're also gonna taste some of that, uh, you know, multi sweetness uh, that's, that's used to help the, the, the beer become, you know, so high in alcohol. Yeah I, th I, yeah, I think what's important to point out is when somebody says double IPA and triple IPA, it's much more what we talked about on a previous episode. I don't know if you were here for this one, Sam, but uh, Adam and I had talked about how Belgians get the classification of double and triple mm -hmm. and quad. And that's all about the, uh, grain, the grain bill, the size of the grain bill, and how much a, uh, alcohol is the result of that grain bill. Tri uh, double and triple IPA doesn't necessarily mean they're doubling and tripling the hops in the recipe. Right. They're, right. Du they're doubling and tripling the grain bill so they can reach 
seven and eight percent for you know a double or you know above ten for a triple yeah absolutely so you know some of the flavors that you're getting necessarily aren't going to be just the hoppiest thing in the world it's not going to be like chewing on a hot pellet chewing on a pine cone you're right. going to get a lot of other flavors into that beer so I don't know. Triple IPAs are actually pretty pretty challenging to find, um, you know. But they offer a big, boozy, flavorful punch. They do. Mm. Yeah. The the one that comes off the mind right away, and I know it's the one you like too, is the Devil Dancer. The Devil Dancer is good, but that that one will kick you in the ass. So that's yeah, well. that's from Founders. <laughs> it's a Triple IPA. It comes out once a year. It's about twenty bucks for a four pack, but right. it's what thirteen, fourteen percent. Yeah. And it is just. It's I don't know, big, boozy, and flavorful. That's the yeah. way I think about it. It's it kind of does taste like a Belgian to some degree. A little bit, yeah. It's worth it, and it's really good. And I think that might be a good way to start with IPAs, like start at the top and kind of work your way down. You have the hot flavors there, and then you can start removing maltiness and booziness. You can remove complexity mm-hmm. as you get down to, like, single hop, like this, uh, the Amarillo's. You know, there's single hop amarillos and single hop citrus and stuff. I think those are the really harsh <laughs> entry points. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, you can work your way down to that. But, yeah, uh, I think maybe try the Devil Dancer if it's around. If I can find it. And it's, it's one of the few true triple IPAs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people saying triple IPA nowadays, but they don't actually reach the ABV that, you know, you should. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Try, try that one out, maybe, Adam. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. I mean, you like you like the Victory Dirt Wolf. I do, and that's that a double, double IPA. That's a it double is. IPA, so yes. it's very similar in the same thinking. Yep, that it, it's not necessarily bigger on the hop profile, but it, it's just a bigger beer in general. Right. Yep. Everything else is catching up to the hops. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So that's a that's a good recommendation. Uh, now, one more IPA that I do want to mention is the Session IPA. Okay. So the Session IPA is is a great, you know, when we thought about the Triple IPA, that was that was kind of a gateway great gateway for you, someone that you know we know isn't obsessed with with the hop flavor that some beers offer. But if you if you're not into the IPA style, one of my recommendations would be to try a Session IPA. Session IPAs are low in low in alcohol and high in flavor. So these these IPAs are generally dry hopped uh, to really get the maximum aroma, uh, maximum flavor with a little less bitterness uh, in in the beers. So you're really tasting a lot of those hops, and most of them range between four and five percent. When you say a mm-hmm. session beer, session IPA it generally means less than five percent uh, alcohol ABV in the beer. So I like the session beers a lot because it really gives you an opportunity to taste the hops. Sometimes when you get into seven or eight percent, sure you have a hoppy beer, but you know the alcohol and the malt starts to actually overtake that flavor. Whereas if you kind of scale that back and just focus on the hops themselves, you can actually have a, a, a damn good beer where you can actually taste the hops. And what I like about this is, you know, there's so many hops out there today from not just you know the United States, but all over the world that people are brewing with, and they all slightly alter the flavor, the complexion mm-hmm. of the beer, and, and you can come up with some really great flavors depending on how you mix those together. So this type of beer will really give you an opportunity to see what type of hops you might like and which type of hops you won't. Yeah, uh, a good suggestion I would have for that one would be the uh, Sweetwater uh, Session IPA. The 420? Yeah. And that one, it also goes back to what I was talking about before about lupulin, Mm -hmm. because even though they don't use straight lupulin, they use what's called hop hash, which is very similar. 
like they remove a lot of the vegetable you know the vegetation from the hop hmm. and they kind of compress it down into a powder and it, the powder can also be compressed further into like a hash brick <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah uh but i mean that's that's how they brew their session ipa and again that's how they bring out a lot more just flavor and aroma mm-hmm. without uh you know getting the bitterness in there gotcha yeah gotcha yeah my, my recommendation uh would be uh, obviously i mean if you've never had a session ipa Try the Founders All Day IPA. Yeah. I mean, that is that is a staple in the Session IPA community. It's great. You can buy it relatively cheap. Um, the one I really like, and I know I've praised this brewery on the show before, is the 21st Amendment Down to Earth. That's a really, really nice Session IPA that offers a great hop flavor, offers a 4.243 ABV, which is really comparable to a Coors Light when you think about it oh yeah mm-hmm. it's got a lot more flavor than it i never had that one specifically but i mean that's what you're going to get with a session ipa you're going to get a beer that has about the same amount of alcohol content but a lot more flavor than just pee <laughs> <laughs> that is true it does come with a few more calories though well nah. <laughs> but who cares about that who's worried about that these days not i <laughs> <laughs> we just ate boston cream pie with stouts on the last episode yeah, buddy. <laughs> that is true that is true so those are just a couple of the styles of ipa there there are more and maybe we'll get into them at a later time probably will uh but those are some of the more common ones that you would see so you have the west coast so think of the big seas you got your cascade your citra your chinook hops you got the east coast ipas which are going to be a little less bitter with kind of some banana maybe some tropical notes in them you have your double and triple ipas which does not mean that the hops are doubled but we think about the grain bill so all the ingredients uh you know that go into the beer those are doubled or tripled uh in terms of the overall amounts so that you get a bigger boozier beer uh that are generally offers a more complex uh, profile of flavors. And then you have your session IPAs, which are your uh, you know, flavorful, uh, hoppy beers that uh, are low in ABV. So, quick recap for you. Yes. So? Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> Shoot the hostage. <laughs> that was from Speed, Sam. That's a speed record. Now, see, all right, let's just clarify one thing. <laughs> you guys need to understand no, I no, I understand that you have not seen movies from the eighties. I right. know you've seen everything in the nineties. I've seen Speed so many times. <laughs> and that is a great film. I really do like Speed. Speed two, on the other hand, that was awful. A That's trash. That wildly was awful. flaming <laughs> wildly large flaming pile of shit. <laughs> Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Uh, as we uh, cruise control to the end of this segment, now that we learned a little bit about the beers that we're drinking and about this West Coast style of IPA, we're going to turn it over to Adam first. As, and as a reminder to everybody, we are drinking the Double Mountain Killer Lion Fresh Hop IPA out of Oregon. So what do you think, Adam? I didn't like it. Next. <laughs> wow, what a shocker. What a shocker. What I didn't like about it is... Oh, now that you're pouring the last bit of it, things seem to be a little bit more interesting at the bottom. Yeah, there's a lot of schmutz. <laughs> yeah, some schmutz, but that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. It is unfiltered, uh, so they called their shot. Can't blame them for that one. Uh, no, what so I, I don't think it's calling a shot. I think it's a warning. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a shot across the bow. Yeah. So with this beer, uh, I kind of got my hopes up a little bit on the first sip he's like oh it's a little get got a little bit of maltiness to it i'll be good and then oh there it is <laughs> and and then it kind of stuck around and i still got that hop residue in my mouth a little bit yeah so to me that's that's not great however if i'm looking at it in the silo of the ipas it's not the worst one i've ever had 
Yeah. Sam, we'll go to the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> so on the Sam spectrum of IPAs, I took uh, the crowd pleaser and I put that in, you know, the higher end, the upper echelon of the of the spectrum. This one I'm actually going to put on the other side, on the lower Whoa. end. Whoa! And look, at the end of the day. I just didn't. I just didn't like this beer as much. It it had a weird malty aftertaste. So and you didn't like the malty aftertaste, right? I didn't like the hop aftertaste. I love the hop aftertaste. I think that when those hot, when those perfectly balanced hot flavors just sit in the back of your mouth and give you a nice, clean, refreshing finish. I think that's perfect. Here, it was like they were fighting on the back end of this beer, and, and the malt was winning. You know, a num. You know. Most of the time. There's no fighting in the war room. And this was like the lion versus the Easter Bunny. That, this was like the lion and the Easter Bunny that was fighting in the back of my throat. Uh, in the back of the throat. Which is a very weird analogy, but it kind of was because there was the lion and he was the malt and there was the bunny and he was the hops and the lion was overpowering the bunny as one lion might. So, mm. I don't know. And plus, I just, I like citra hops, but... I don't know. What, did we, what else did we say was in here? Cascade? Mosaic. Oh, Mosaic. I like Mosaic hops, too. I don't know. Something about this beer just wasn't as balanced as it should have been. It didn't leave a clean finish in my mouth. So, so Steve, wasn't my favorite. Steve, you are, the saving, same, you are the saving grace for this beer. Yeah, sorry, beer. <laughs> <laughs> don't depend on me. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really care for the, the, the bitterness on the back end. It uh, just hangs around too long. And... Uh, like the weird guy at the party. Yeah, weird guy at the party hangs around too long, and then the rest of the beer is like it's malty, but I don't find it refreshing. And if I understand when they say fresh hop IPA, it means that they used fresh leaves, like it's not a pellet based, mm -hmm. you know, it's not a pellet or a powder based IPA. And they have that right. But when you say fresh, I expect it to be refreshing for some reason. You know, it's just that's just the way it works in my head. <laughs> okay. And I didn't find it refreshing. I found it to be a big malty beer with a too long lingering back end. Of now, bitterness. now on, I was gonna say on the on the lingering was it lingering on the malt side like Sam was getting, or on the bitterness like I was getting? No, the bitter uh, the malt doesn't bother me at all. I would actually prefer this beer if it was something else without the hops. <laughs> <laughs> so if they kicked it down to like a thirty or a forty IBU, yeah, maybe. Might have a better shot. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe if they switched up the hop profile. I mean, you see that a well, lot, too. Well, there is that as well, yes. Yeah. yeah, if they took out, like, the high alpha citra and, like, tried putting something else in, yeah, that could be interesting. I got one word for you. Hmm. Fuggle. I know it's fuck, but no. Well, no, it actually would because it's got a low alpha. It would be a low alpha, but I, I'd never really taste fuggle. <laughs> fuggle, is, fuggle is something you just put into a beer to say that you can call it beer. That is correct. <laughs> and it's also a really fun word to say. Yeah. What do you guys say? We take a break. Take a break. We get geared up for segment three. I think that sounds like a good plan. We get up to the border. The great state of Washington is coming up next. Everybody? Washington. Stick around. We'll be right back. All righty. Welcome back, Hop Nation. We are here. One more beer. Segment three. 
That didn't it, rhyme. It didn't rhyme, but it doesn't matter. Here's the point I'm getting at. So our, our podcast is called Hot Nation USA, right? True. Can, can we all agree on that? Yes. We yeah. can. I have seen the t-shirt. And beer has hops in it. Mm. That's right. why we're Hop Nation. Right. But all beer doesn't have a hoppy taste to it. That's true. Also even though true. it's made with hops. Right. But today on the show, we are drinking hoppy beers. So let's get into the third one. That was a letdown. Man, where the hell was I going? Hell, man, where where did your energy go? Where where was the where was the close on that one? I don't know. That sounded like that sounded like your impression of Adam introducing an IPA. Yeah, man. At least I was up. And and it's your turn to introduce the beer. It's your turn. So this should be you know you should be bouncing off the walls right now, being all excited for this new IPA. You got nothing, man. Come on, we gotta go. Let's go. Let's hop it up. All right. So this is the Uh, freshiest, the freshiest, the hoppiest, the ale. And this is great because this is a beer from our last stop on the West Coast at Fremont Brewery, which is going to be in the great state of Washington. And this beer is out of Seattle. Once again, Fremont Brewing. And the beer is called the Kowich Cannon Fresh Hop Ale. So I'm hoping that's Kowich or Kowich. May I see? You can look. You can look. I don't know how it's pronounced, but maybe if someone from Seattle is listening, they could help to clarify. No, no, no. It's Cow Itchy Canyon. Cow Itchy? <laughs> it's Cow Itchy. I mean, it could be. <laughs> it's it, not. It, I mean, look, it could be a lot of things. Perhaps it's Kowish? It could be Kowish. I'm going to say Kowish. You stick with Cow Itchy and say him whatever you said, Kowich. <laughs> I just said Kowich. Yeah. I like Cow Itchy. Okay, right, you stick so, with Cowichi. <laughs> some, somebody let us know how the hell that that uh, canyon out in Seattle somewhere is pronounced. So, yeah, once again, Fremont Brewing in uh, Seattle, Washington. And let's see what we got on this guy. So it looks like the ABV on this beer is going to be 6%. Dropping Uh, it down for a change. Yes. And interestingly enough, this is uh, just a pale ale. So there's there's really two types. When somebody says a pale ale, you can have the India India pale ale, the IPA, which is what we've been drinking earlier in the show, or you can have the APA, which is the American pale ale. So the American pale ales are generally a little bit less hoppy, um, sometimes not as flavorful, at least in my experience. Um, But overall, you know, they're still a pretty pretty good beer. The IBUs on this guy is 70. So we're kind of right in the middle. But what's interesting is this beer is actually brewed with organic hops. It's no, classy, no, it's classy no looking No pes- pesticides, no GMOs, nothing like that. These were naturally grown and hmm. all organic. That's a classy looking can. Yes. Yes, it is. Very classy. It, it, it actually it looks is. like the uh, the green Jim Beam label. Yeah. Or, uh, no, the uh, the Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a Jack Daniels green label out there. Hmm. I like it because it's because it's, it's actually showing this Kawichi, Kawish, whatever the hell this canyon's called. Kawichi. And there's and there's a giant hop just coming out of the canyon. So. Well, perhaps we should take that it hop out will of... kill us all. <laughs> Somebody put it in the microwave. Attack of the killer hops. Crack that bad boy open. Let's drink it. So while I pour this, I have to ask: Did you guys see the movie trailer for the the new uh, terrible uh, B horror film Attack of the Killer Donuts? I did not know. Can't say that I have. So that's that's a real movie. I'm sure it is. As you can imagine, it's about donuts that have somehow been infused with this chemical serum, and they've come to life, and you know they're destroying a town and attacking people and killing them. Uh, is it more in the style of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, where it's just donuts and like they don't have teeth? No, they have teeth. This is kind of like Poultry Geist, is what it. Okay, yeah. Is, right. it, yeah. is it more in the style of Poultry Geist yeah. or Killer Condom? 
where the killer condom actually has teeth and bites people in the pecker. You know, getting into these discussions with Steve, he's always going to outdo you in terms of, in terms of movies. Like, I thought Donuts, all right, yeah, that's kind of weird. Killer Condom, never even heard of that. That's that shit's not on Netflix. And for Absolutely me, I, I just assumed it was going to be childhood obesity. <laughs> the Killer. long con. Jesus, that's a long-ass movie. That's like, <laughs> it's like Russian arc. <laughs> it's you like, just watch um, somebody die from diabetes. It's like Boyhood. It was filmed over 12 years. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of, that Richard Linkletter film or whatever. He lost a leg after year six. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this beer. We got we to gotta get back to Seattle, Washington and away from childhood obesity. That's fine. So let's drink <laughs> beer instead. <laughs> well, we're not children. That so. is true. Well, I don't know. If you listen to the show, you might have a differing opinion. Uh, yeah, in about five minutes, that's going to that's gonna be challenged. <laughs> so this is probably the lightest... And clearest of all the IPAs that we've drank today. And I would also say it is the most effervescent. Yeah. It, it's got a little bit of a bubbly to it. Mm-hmm. Not a ton of head retention. No. Mine has dissipated pretty much, but we have been going off on a couple tangents here, so maybe it just chilled out. So on the smell, uh, I, I hate to use this word, but I would give it the dank label. It is a bit sticky and icky. It's dank, and it's a bit tame as well, as I felt like the first one was very powerful on the nose. The Double Mountain Killer Lion was, that one had backed off a little bit, and you could smell some of that maltiness, but this one, this one is dank and tame. So not, you, you're, you smell the hops, but that's about it, and it's not overpowering. So honestly, I don't know, it's a little, it's a little powerful for me. Really? Yeah. A little too much sticky, a little too much icky. Yeah, it's a little bit much, and I think I, I think I found the culprit. That is. Uh, well, the hops used in this one again, Citra, mm. as with everything right. <laughs> uh, we've had tonight, and Simcoe is the other one. I'm not a big Simcoe hop fan. Uh-huh. Okay, but found it, the culprit. Yeah, it's it smells a little bit much for me. No thanks. Now, this beer is interesting because of all three, I would say this one has the least amount of flavor. It's somewhat bitter, but it, I, I don't, I'm not tasting any good flavor out of this entire beer. There's, no, there's nothing in here that I really like. Um, yeah, I, I don't care for it. Like I said, I already smelled like the Simcoe hop on it. Because I'm just thinking, like, I know Chinook hops, I'm not a big fan of either. And Simcoe hops, I'm not a big fan of. And single hop Amarillo. That those are the three kind of IPAs that really put, turn you off. They turn me off, and this one's turning me off because I taste way more Simcoe than I do Citra. I don't get any, hardly any citrus notes off of this. Yeah, I'm not getting any either. It's I'm not. Getting, uh, yeah, it's not really uh, tickling my fancy or tickling my palate for that matter. It's just, it's just kind of there. It tastes. I I hate to say it, but then say it. You know the the flavors in this beer, and although it's slightly a different profile, it's it's reminding me, unfortunately, of the Mother Lager. Now, it's not quite there, but it's it's getting down there. And the fact that it's pretty flavorless, it's bitter, and I don't really like it. It makes me really appreciate that crowd pleaser that we had <laughs> in segment one. That thing was so freaking good. Man, that was a good one to start off with. Yeah, wow. Let's just talk about the crowd pleaser for a bit. It's, it's only gotten worse from there. Probably, <laughs> probably like this show, considering how many tangents we've run off on. 
Any, anything, Adam, from you? There's no reason to come asking me about this beer if you guys don't like it. Well, I mean, it just go with it. <laughs> it's, no, not great. I don't like the smell. I don't like the taste. I don't like the look. It kind of tastes like it's a little skunky almost. Yeah, it does have a little bit of a skunk to it. I'm wondering if it's it, it, if it did get skunked. I don't know. It's possible, but... I'd be willing to let Sam try another one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I'd, I'd give it another shot, but when you have... When you have a poorly made IPA, it does have a skunky taste to it naturally. If you have a poor, the poor combination yeah, of you know hops exactly. and, and malt, and it just doesn't mesh well together, I mean that's just the flavor you're gonna get. Unfortunately, it's gonna just taste like all around shit. Yeah, and not that this. I don't know if I'd say this tastes like shit. But no, it's not, no, it's I wouldn't not say it tastes en- like shit. It's not an enjoyable. It's not an enjoyable beer. It's not something that you want to drink more than a couple sips of. It's not something that would pair nicely with really anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd be hard-pressed to think of something that would pair well with this because I'd be just trying to think of something to cover the taste. Right? Yeah, 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 it'd have to be something that's, and at that's that point, very why, flavorful. Why would you go down that path? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just grab another beer? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and it's like I don't think we can say, like, it got skunked because it's in a can. Mm. So, you know... Usually for a beer to skunk, it has to be, like, in a bottle and it's exposed to light. This is in a can, so... Obviously not having, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the most common way of skunking, so I think Sam might be right in the fact that, like, because maybe just putting it all together, it it didn't come out right. And I think... I'm going to say it's the Simcoe Hop Donut. (laughs) That's what I'm going to blame. It's just too earthy for me, and that's that's a... big part of the Simcoe hop. It is. It's, it a, is. it's a earthy hop. So what do you say we get away from this beer a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing we'll to get away we'll from it. We'll keep drinking it, but we, we don't oh. need to just, we, there's not much more to be said. We're going to finish it. There's no doubt about that. We're going to finish this beer. We do not waste on the show. I, I don't believe we've ever had a beer that we haven't finished. Oh, oh yeah. No. no, we haven't done that yet. So let us keep that streak alive. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, for us to not finish it, that would be admitting that it's actually worse than the mother lager. <laughs> <laughs> And that is a low bar. That's a low bar. We chug Hurricane on this show. Yeah. <laughs> we'll drink anything. We finish Hurricanes on the show. <laughs> but, I mean, you have to. That's the punishment. Uh, so let's talk about anything else. Okay. Let's, well, let's how, about, how about a little game to just distract ourselves? I like it. Games, I like it. games are fun. So I got a brand new game for us. Ooh. I don't have a game. good name for it yet. Okay. I just called it Beeragram. <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. Maybe we can find a better name, but uh, perhaps the good people of Twitter and Instagram and other social medias can give us a good name for it. Sure, why not? That seems like a, a thing to do. Sure. Yeah. Name our segments. I don't give a hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I what I thought was kind of a fun thing to do was take the names of beers mm-hmm. and run it through an anagram machine, <laughs> and then find the most childish <laughs> and juvenile <laughs> uh, right. phrases that I could come up with. Okay. That's interesting. And, uh, I mean, considering we're doing West Coast IPAs, or mm. IPAs from the West Coast this week, yeah, I uh, I just ran a bunch of IPAs through the yeah, the anagram machine. All right. The Anagrammerator 9000. <laughs> so so I'll give you guys a, a, a sample. All right. Just, this one should be easy, and you guys should be able to figure it out. So I'll give you this one. Okay. It's simply Ho Persecution. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Go, go ahead, Sam. Tell, tell the audience what it is. That would be, of course, Stephen, the Hopsecutioner from Terrapin Brewing Company. See? Simple game. 
Simple. Simple game. Easy peasy. Easy I peasy. don't want to chug the hurricane. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think there's a hurricane on the line for this one. No, this isn't a hurricane no, game. No, no, no. Because otherwise no. I would have prepared. Th- th- this is a testing phase game. I assume that all games are hurricane <laughs> games. You can go ahead and drink one. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> so I like to win just in the event that I may have to chug a hurricane if I lose. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> okay, then. Okay, then. Here's a, here's a more complex one. Rattle a weed hoe. Rattle a weed hoe. Rattle a weed hoe. <laughs> <laughs> you get up to a weed hoe and you give her a good rattle. <laughs> Shake her by the arms. Quit being a weed hoe. <laughs> I have no idea. How the hell are we even supposed to figure this out? With your brains? Rattle you... a weed hoe. I, I'd almost have to like see that written down can to, you like, at least really give me the try to figure it out. Can you give me the brewery? I can give you the brewery. What is yeah, the brewery? that would be helpful. Bells. Two-hearted IPA, or two-hearted. You got it. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Rattle a weed hoe. Weed hoe. Probably probably the most impossible game, but... (laughs) I was going to say, we needed the brewery. (laughs) All right. A hint. All right, so let's go on. This segment needs a hint of class. (laughs) No, there's no class in this segment. (laughs) Piggy's down on this one. (laughs) So, uh... Super crap. I flung it. <laughs> uh, what are we drinking? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. I'm pretty sure Cowichi Canyon does not anagram into super crap. I flung it. <laughs> super crap. I flung it. God. Ballast Brewery. Ballast Point. Hmm. It's crap. one of the Sculpins. Okay, uh, you're getting there. Super crap. Uh, pineapple Sculpin? No. I have no idea. What is it? It's the Grapefruit Sculpin. Oh, all right yeah. then. Yeah. What is next? What is next? I need to get this one so I know that Sam will lose. I was, I was <laughs> going to say. In a competition not, that we're not actually good having. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's one for you, Adam. You might get it or not. I beer or I dwarf pee? <laughs> I dwarf pee. <laughs> I beer or I dwarf pee? All right, give me, the, give me the brewery on this one. 21st Amendment. 21st Amendment. Ah. Uh, See? Sam's, Sam's on the this. jazz because. Yeah. Brew free or die. Yep. All right then. Brew free or die IPA. See, but, once I get the brewery, then I can just think of like what the IPA is. Uh-huh. That's the, well, he cares about IPAs. Well, yeah, I know, I, yeah, I, I I know them all. But like, the, to think about that—that that fucking phrase <laughs> in the big, big realm of IPAs. It's just—it's almost impossible to get. Yeah. So, so I mean, <laughs> especially yeah. without having it written down in front of me. <laughs> so yeah, maybe this isn't suited to you, Adam. So, but maybe in a future segment, you know, when we're not doing specific IPAs. Right, right. Oh, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. What else we got? Right, Instagram so, nine thousand does have a dirty bird <laughs> mind, which I do. Love. Totally does. All right, so our last one, and I don't expect you guys to get it <laughs> at all, is yodeling poopy ho tugs man on curb. <laughs> <laughs> Yodeling poopy ho. Yeah. Mm. Yodeling poopy. How in the world did we ever figure this out? This is unbelievable. This is a weird game. You gotta give it's us the funny brewery. though. Uh, okay, so the brewery is Duclaw. See, ninety percent of the time, if it's gonna have the word hop in it, I'm probably gonna use the word ho. <laughs> so what was the the anagram again? The anagram is yodeling poopy ho. Tugs man on curb. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, you guys are never going to get this one. No. I'm just trying to think of like some Duclaw IPAs. Well, I mean, they have a whole bunch. And th- being that this one is so long, 
you're probably never going to get it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm trying to think if I've ever had it. I mean, I've had a lot of beers. Oh, no, you've that. totally had the beer. Oh, have I? You've totally had the beer. Is it just the name or is like the style of the beer in there too? Is it? No, the style, uh, the, well, well I mean, obviously it's an IPA is the style, but. Yeah, the style is part of the name. You just want me to give it to you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so this is the Hop Continuum Blood Orange Gypsy. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have got that one. Yeah, that's why there's so much in there. <laughs> no, I'm going to get that one. Hop Continuum Blood Orange Gypsy. That, that beer is not very good. It's not great. It, I kind of like it, but... I'm not a big fan of blood orange IPAs for some no, reason. No, I'm not. They, they I don't like work blood for orange. Me right orange. I, I kind of like. Um, oh God, I'm drawing a freaking blank on this one now too. What's what's the Flying Dog one? The blood orange IPA from Flying Dog. Bloodline. Yeah, also that, not one of my favorites, so it's not in my mind. See, that's that's one of the ones that I like. The Bloodline Orange from Flying Dog, and I've actually had that one on Nitro at the corner, which you don't see a lot of IPI, IPAs on Nitro, but no, it it really added a complex creaminess to the blood orange flavor, but yet it was still hoppy and light. Huh. I don't know, it was, it was a pretty damn good mix. Hmm. If I do say so myself, even though I didn't make it. That's not, yeah, that's not one of my favorites, but the fact that it was on nitro, I'd definitely be willing to try it to see what that is. It, it altered the flavor a lot. It tasted like a totally different beer that way. Yeah, cool. Hmm. I wish I could alter the flavor of this beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one is yeah. not great. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said earlier, I don't like the smell. I don't like the taste. Yeah, I don't like your jerk off face. I don't like your jerk off name. <laughs> now hold on a second. We don't know anything about this Fremont Brewery from Seattle, Washington, and their Koichi Canyon. Koichi. 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 Kalisi. Koichi. Isn't that from a movie? What? I don't like your jerk off name. I don't like your jerk off face. Yeah, it's a big Lebowski. I don't know. There's really not much left to say about this beer, though. I mean, everything that we said in segment or at the beginning of the segment was is true. It still holds true, I think, for all yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> so in that case, what do you say we put them on the podium? I think that sounds like it. We can go to that pretty quickly. Idea. And I think it's going to be fairly easy to go through it. So yeah. Let's make this one short and sweet. Yeah, Steve, I feel like we're all going to have the same podium on this one. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Steve, what do you got? Okay, so obviously bronze is going to the uh, Fremont. Uh, the Kauichi, 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 yeah, <laughs> Konichiwa, Konichiwa. Yeah, it has it like it has that big Simcoe flavor, and Simcoe is an earthy hop, and I think that earthiness just kind of lends to the skunkness of it. And I like I'm not saying this beer is skunked, but it has that skunkiness to it because it's just it, I don't know things didn't come together on this one. Sorry, dog, it's gonna have to be a pass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, silver, I'm going to go with the uh, Double Mountain Killer Lion. I like it, and I like parts of it. I just mm, would maybe wish for a different hop profile on it. The Citra the citra hops don't mix well with how malty this beer is. Like it, it, you know, At 7.8%, you're pushing double IPA status. And again, we've talked earlier about how when you get up into there, Maybe you want to dial back on the hop flavor to make things, you know, balance out a little better. And so, I mean, I, you know, I kind of like it. I would drink it again if it was around. You know, if, you know I didn't have much choice. But, uh, yeah, it's okay. Hmm. So, gold is going to go to the wild card crowd pleaser juicy IPA. Boy, oh boy, this is a really good IPA. I like it a lot. I really do. And the fact that it's like a 7% boozy boy. <laughs> <laughs> boozy boy. It's a boozy boy. It's 
really good. And it's just smooth, and, like, it's something that I could see taken to a tailgate. You can pair with pretty much any bit of food that you could think of. It's flavorful. It's got a great aroma. It's a really good beer. Mm. Sam, what the... What do you got going on here? What is your bronze? What is your silver? What is your gold? Yeah, it's the IPA uh, hop head of the bunch here. The hop king, as sometimes I like to call myself. Uh, and my podium is going to be the exact same way. We're going to go skunk lion. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you right there. Because all I can imagine you is walking into the house and just triumphantly yelling, The hop king is here. <laughs> The Hop King is home. <laughs> Where is his hop crown? I'll have the Hop King. <laughs> and his hop scepter. <laughs> it's funny. That'd be a nice scepter, too. You have a giant golden hop right on the top. There you go. To the surprise of no one, uh, my podium is going to be exactly like Steve's. We're going Skunk Lion Penguin, right? So we have the Fremont uh, Koichi Canyon. And that beer was not good. It Tasted skunk. The Simcoe hops didn't have a great flavor to them. I, I don't know. I I want to know the full hop profile because the citra hops weren't coming through, and this just wasn't uh, this just wasn't a great uh, great drinking experience for me. It wasn't a lot of flavor, and I don't want to drink it again. So we'll go with the skunk last, and um, in the silver position, we'll go with uh, the lion, the killer lion, fresh hop IPA. Now, the lion considers himself the king of the jungle, I consider myself the hop king, and only one of us can be right on this one, and the lion is not the king of the jungle, or the king of the podium in terms of hoppiness here, because this beer was decent, but I, I didn't really like the finish. It was just, it didn't have enough of those hop flavors that I was looking for, and it tasted a little too malty. Now that being said, the crowd pleaser from Wildcard Brewery, now I said that this was the penguin, so I think of... This beer has nothing to do with the penguin. It hasn't been the penguin hasn't been mentioned on this show. But when you think of an emperor penguin, you really think of the penguin that's going to rule over, you know, the rest the rest of the penguins. They're the kings, right? They're the true kings. Well, they're the they're the best. <laughs> huh? They're the emperor. Right, exactly. They're the emperors. They're 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 the ones that uh, you know, lay down the law. And that's what this beer reminds me of, right? It's a great beer. It's a juicy IPA. It overshadows all of these other beers. And this is a beer that I would want to drink again and again and again, just as the Emperor Penguin would. <laughs> Your I brain goes to some weird-ass places <laughs> when you don't eat. You know that? <laughs> yes, and I, I know that that doesn't make a lot of sense to you now, but in a couple days it will. <laughs> A couple it's days, gonna, it'll, it'll hit you. It's just going to go racing through my brain for the next three days. Right, and because... And suddenly, it'll just... The, the light will go off, like, oh, I totally get what Sam was talking about. Yeah, because now. when I made that comment, I, I saw you guys scouring the can to see where, where did where did he get Penguin from. But it's really just... It's an idea. Yeah, there's, right? de there's definitely no Penguin on the can. It's uh, more of a, a guy in a... In a uh, Da Vinci-esque wingsuit flying over the uh, crowd. See, I was right. thinking... Penguins don't even fly. I right. was thinking Mothman. Yeah, well, I mean, I, <laughs> it, it could be Mothman, it could be Batman. Right. It, but if it was if it was Mothman, they should be from West Virginia, not right, California. Right, exactly. Exactly. That's why I was thinking it's more of just kind of a goofy Da Vinci-esque, old-school, just crappy wingsuit made out of <laughs> wood slats and... Uh, old bedsheets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, regardless of what it is... If it's Batman or if it's an Emperor Penguin, it was amazing. And I would drink this beer anytime I could get my hands on it. So, if you happen to have a subscription to Tavor, put this on your list. The Crowd Pleaser Juicy IPA from Wildcard. It's excellent, and you'll yeah. love it. You will love right. it. 
It is amazing. Adam, wrapping up with you. I, it's going the same way. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason for me to explain any further. Uh, cow itchy, terrible. <laughs> Double Mountain, not good. Crowd pleaser, not bad. <laughs> Which, I mean, on a weighted scale. So. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was short and sweet. Yeah. If, if I had to go with the three, it would be the crowd pleaser. If this was the only beer in the cooler, I would drink another one. Mm -hmm. um, would I look forward to, like, would I pick up a six-pack of this again? Not necessarily, but I wouldn't turn my nose up at it. So here's a way to think about it. If you had to stock your beer fridge... I, I would be willing to investigate this as part of the IPA category. But unfortunately, okay. there's other IPAs out there that I yeah, actually yeah. do like, like the Dirt Wolf, like true, we talked true, about earlier. True. But I would be willing to put this one in put this one in the conversation. Yeah. I guess why I was thinking, like, in your beer fridge, it's so other people, you know, it's something that you would drink yourself, but also give to other people. Right. If, if I had to have an IPA in the fridge for other people, I would definitely put this in there. Okay. I, I certainly would. I would back up that, I would back that up. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, that puts it in perspective. All right. Dude, that was a good, that was a great episode. Those, you know, I love exploring the world of IPAs and sometimes you know you have you, you find some that are just fantastic that you want to drink again and again and other times you find you find them ones that are eh or you don't like, but that's that's the spectrum. That is where we're at nowadays with IPAs. The style, the style has become so varied that you you really just have to jump in and find what you like. And even you know someone like Adam, like you mentioned, he can find beers that he likes in the style. So that gives hope to pretty much anybody. If Adam if Adam can do it, so can you. Well, I guess if you're out there and you're looking for more IPA suggestions, you can always follow us on social media. And you can do that by searching Hop Nation USA on your favorite social media platform, as long as those platforms are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> those are the ones we go on. <laughs> and I will throw a note out there on this episode in particular that our Instagram account is a little IPA heavy most of the time. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You can tell who runs that side of the operation. <laughs> you can figure out who runs which. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> if you want to get IPA suggestions, go on the Instagram and uh, hit up Sam. And if you want Good other... Beer. <laughs> I was going to say other suggestions. You can go on Twitter, and I'm usually on there, and Adam can be directed to use it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. And I have. And you have. And no, have. you do use it. I'm just saying, like, it's like a 98% of two. <laughs> 2%. 2 <laughs> But you can find us on there. And if you want to listen to new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast, you can search us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Music Play, and subscribe to any of those, and leave us a review, and that helps our show grow. You want to do five stars, because that's what helps us grow. One star does not help us grow. <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> Just want to explain that rating system to people. It's five stars that are good. <laughs> and this is a five-star show. I've said it, it is before, a five-star show. and I'll absolutely. say it again. Yeah. Five-star yeah, show. Absolutely. And don't forget to visit hopnationusa.com because we have a bunch of reviews and features and all of our recipes on there, as well as every episode of the podcast. But you're going to be able to find content that you can't get on the show. Exclusive content. Free exclusive content. That's the best combination of words I've heard today. That's right. And if you have anything else you want to email us about, just email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. Another one in the books. A fine episode, gentlemen. A five-star episode.
Five stars. They're all five stars. They are all five star episodes. <laughs> all five stars. So, yeah, I guess that's it. Though that was a great episode. The beers were great to try. Uh, not all great to drink, but what the hell? You know, we'll try some more next week and we'll review them just like we have been. And you have to drink things that aren't so great to truly appreciate the things that are. That's very true. That's life advice there. That's right. <laughs> and with that, we'll turn it over to the rest of the evening, the rest of your evening. Go out, try a new beer, and enjoy. We'll see you next week. Bye.